Hey guys, I want to make sure that I introduce you to a company called Genie. Genie is absolutely amazing. As a matter of fact, I honestly wasn't a Genie fan until I met them at Expo and had an opportunity to really look at their product. I was blown away. They absolutely changed everything for me. They are building game-changing openers right now, and I definitely recommend you check them out. As a matter of fact, I went from selling 100% of one brand to now my installers don't want to touch them. They're selling genies, and they love them. Our customers love them, and you will too. To buy your genie, go to geniecompany.com and click the button where to buy to locate a dealer near you. Hey guys, welcome. This is Ryan again with Aaron Overhead Doorcast. And today we're going to be talking about some of the most common issues with garage door openers. We're sticking with the theme for season one on garage door openers. And we hope that so far it's been very helpful. If you haven't caught some of our other ones that we've already done, uh, make sure you go back and catch up and subscribe for updates. If you just love garage doors, like love them. You can get notifications every time I upload one. Otherwise, uh, we would appreciate a review of the content if you want to give us a review on your favorite podcast platform. So let's jump in. As a technician or what we call service professional out in the field all the time, uh, you have certain things that you learn about garage door openers. And we're going to talk specifically about residential garage door openers on this uh, topic because that's my strength. Uh, but some of the things that you need to know are, as we've discussed before, you have different drives, right? Some of the most common issues, I would say the, the most common issue, when we get phone calls on garage door opener issues, it's that the garage door won't open or close. So those are the two most important. I'm going to tackle those because they're really the easiest. Um, and then we're going to go into some of the more complicated. So door won't close is almost always the sensors. So back in 1993, they passed UL325, which basically states <clears throat> that you have to have a reversal system sensors on the door. Um, so in the event that uh, something's passing through the garage, it breaks the beam that's no, it can't be any higher than six inches off the ground um, and reverses the door so the door doesn't come down on whatever the object is. Hopefully not a, not a small child or animal. So the sensors are a reversal system. You can test that by pressing the button and sticking your foot in between the sensors. It should reverse. And then once the door is all the way in the up position, you should have flashing uh, of the light or hear clicking in the motor if your lights aren't working. Um, that way you know that there's some type of issue. You can even count how many times it clicks or flashes, and that'll give you um, a, it's a code. So you can actually Google um, like LiftMaster uh, 10 clicks won't close, something like that. Uh, five clicks won't close. And if you count those, um, there's actually a purpose to them. So you can, you can use that in your diagnosis, but most of the time it's going to be your sensors. Now, when it comes to the sensors, it can be many different things. The most popular is that they got knocked out of alignment with the lift master sensors. They're actually clipped onto the track 
and um, and they're pretty sturdy, like they hang on there pretty well, but they can be knocked off relatively easy. There's also a wing nut that they tighten down on those, and sometimes the wing nut can become loose and the sensor can fall um, forward so that it's not pointed directly across the floor to the other sensor. And so that's that's a few issues, right? Um, the the second most common, and this isn't this is for all LiftMaster Genie and the others, uh, the wiring. You know, you got to make sure that you have the wiring from the the sensor to the actual motor itself doesn't have any shorts in it. A lot of times when people are stapling those to the outside, if you have external uh, ran low voltage wiring for the sensors, sometimes the staples will puncture the wire, uh, cause it an issue or pinch it. Um, so that's something to look out for. A way to bypass that and check it, wh- what I normally do is I'll take the sensor off and I'll get a small piece of wire uh, cut it and wire it directly into the back of the motor and uh, then hold hold the sensors facing each other. Make sure that the lights are solid. If you have flashing lights, typically that means there's something in the way uh, or some type of interference. If you have no lights, that's probably a power issue. Uh, so so we've got to check the wires for sure. Um, and then lastly, you, you sometimes have a circuit board issue where you might have issues either intermittently or uh, just all the time with the sensors. So you might have solid lights on the sensors, but because the circuit board's fried for whatever reason, um, it's not communicating that, um, that there's, there may be a short in the circuit, uh, in the circuit board. So there's, there's no communication or a, some triggers not going off because of the communication coming back or going out. So just keep those in mind. The sensors are the number one reason. Now door won't open usually isn't the motor. Usually. Um, and I say that because nine times out of 10, that's going to be like a broken spring. The perception is, is that the garage door opener actually opens the door and it does not. It actually just guides it through. Um, what does all the heavy lifting? Well, I guess the opener does open the door. Let me rephrase that. The springs do the lifting. The opener actually opens the door. But your springs are your counterbalance system. We've touched on this in some of the previous episodes. And I just wanted to make sure that you guys know that if the door won't open, a lot of times it is the springs. If you press the button and the door comes up about six inches and stops, that's usually a sign that this one or all the springs are broken. And what you're experiencing is, is that the opener is not strong enough to lift the door past that point. In some cases, um, you know, do this at your own risk, uh, but we will uh, go to the middle of the door, press the button and lift the door with our legs. Obviously, don't use your back. Um, door is going to be heavy, but you have to lift half the weight of the door and get it about halfway up before all the weight starts to shift into the horizontal track. And then you, a lot of times you can get the door up in that case uh, with one spring. Door is going to come down fast if you do it the opposite way, using the motor as an assistance. Um, you know, you could let it down, but just keep in mind gravity is going to pull that door down. So make sure you're out of the way if it starts to fall. Now, moving on to the next thing. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the most common issues we see out in the field other than those two. And one of the most common issues that we see that we probably fix the most is the LiftMaster chain drive openers. They have a gear and sprocket on them. Now, these things will probably last almost forever. The old LiftMaster, depending on what grade you have, I mean, if you have like the builder grade openers, I normally tell people if you're around that 12-year mark, uh, 10, 12-year mark, 
probably time to like consider a new opener before investing some money into something that might have other problems um, down the road. If you have a high-end opener, um, like their Elite Series or uh, Genie's 4120 Series or 3120 Series, uh, those are great operators and typically last a good bit longer. The one thing that you have to take into consideration is that openers are pretty inexpensive with all things considered. So before you invest hundreds of dollars into a repair, definitely consider the purchase of a new opener as technology and everything advances. So on the chain drive LiftMasters, gear and sprockets are very popular for either breaking or stripping. And you can check these yourself. Like if you get a ladder, go up to the top. And sometimes with the chain, you can see it kind of drooping a little bit um, or slapping up against the rail because it's hanging down a little bit. Um, a lot of times if you come up from the side view, uh, you'll see that the sprocket sometimes just bends forward ever so slightly. That's usually caused from one of two things. Number one is going to be um, tightening the chain down too much. That can cause that. Number two is going to be the weight of the, the door. And so not having a well-balanced door puts Rex havoc on your garage door opener. And so this is one of the pressure points that you're going to experience issues on. So always make sure the springs are good. That's the key to the whole system. So if the springs are good. Um, you'll have a gear and sprocket assembly that'll work longer on a LiftMaster chain drive opener. So you can do a, a door balance test, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, by disconnecting the motor, raising the door manually to your knee, waist, and chest. If it stays in place, it's well balanced. Uh, if it falls slightly or raises slightly, not a huge deal. Uh, sometimes it's, it's really difficult to get it to balance in all three sections, depending on the type of door. Uh, but definitely something to keep in mind. I, I would perform that test about twice a year just so you have a good understanding of what you're looking at. Now, uh, that takes care of the LiftMaster chain drive. Very popular gear and sprocket. Uh, not an overly expensive repair. Even some homeowners attempt to do it themselves. Uh, we have had some issues where homeowners have tried to do it themselves and failed and had us come out. And they've wrecked it. Um, we've been able to fix some of them and replaced others. So just keep that in mind. There's tons of YouTube videos on how to do that as well. The Genie screw drives, the most common issue is the trolley being stripped. So again, this is like probably one of the easiest, simplest repairs and I mean, I almost always recommend having a professional do repairs, but if there was any repair that probably a homeowner could do very easily, this would be it. The only thing I don't like about this is that you have to get close to the springs if you have torsion springs, and uh, that can be dangerous. So this literally is just like one screw disengaging the the motor rail from the wall Um disengaging the trolley, running it off, and putting a new one on and engaging it. And I've done this in less than a minute before. Uh, super easy, but uh, you also want to make sure that you lubricate it properly. Uh, we like grease instead of like a spray. <laughs> one of the things I see a lot, speaking of which, is uh, homeowners or inexperienced garage door guys will sometimes spray uh, the rail with like a lubricant and then open the door 
and those are usually kind of greasy. And what will happen is, is that it'll drip down on the door. So when I'm pulling through neighborhoods, uh, I'll always point out to my wife, like, oh, they sprayed their rail because you can see the black streak going down the middle of the door. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, you definitely want to use a grease, not a spray on the rail. So that's the Genie Screwdrive, the LiftMaster Chamberlain chain drive issues that we see most commonly. LiftMaster had an issue where neighbors were, um, like, you'd come home, you'd open your garage door, and then the neighbor's door would open, or vice versa. You'd be home, the door would open randomly, and it would take you a little while to figure it out. We call it ghost openings. And there's two causes for that. One is uh, they actually had a circuit board issue with some motors. I think they got resolved. And then they had some type of frequency issue where it was catching on to older openers. I think they got that resolved. Uh, but those were two things that definitely have happened in the past. I don't know if it was like crazy coincidence where like while we're programming them, the neighbors come home, press their button. I, I really don't know, to be honest with you. Um, I, I don't even know if they know, but that's definitely something that uh, was an issue. And we haven't had that problem in a while. So I think it's resolved. So um, neighbors, garage doors opening when you press the button, that's not really an issue anymore. If you do experience it, lift out, uh, lift out, reach out to LiftMaster and uh, they'll certainly help you out. So Genie has solved a major issue that we've had with almost all openers by coming out with a low frequency LED bulb with a lot of people will uh, call us complaining about the remote doesn't work anymore. And um, we will go out and evaluate and find out that they had just replaced the bulbs not too long ago. And <clears throat> people who use the spiral bulbs or LED loads, a lot of them will put off a lot of frequency. And when you put off that frequency, it interferes with the remote because it's all radio. Um, so it, the radio waves are being blocked by whatever frequency or whatever interference that those are putting off. So that's something to take a look at uh, if you are experiencing uh, issues where the remotes doesn't have the coverage that it used to have. So maybe you used to be able to press the button two doors down and now you have to do it right in front of the garage door. You want to check frequency issues, including light bulbs in the opener itself or like maybe you just installed a new refrigerator or you have a microwave in there. So check all those things, power tools sometimes. Those are all great things to check when you're doing that. But the low frequency bulb from LiftMaster is great. One of the things I like about it, you can literally throw that bulb on the ground and it'll bounce. One of the challenges we've had in the past, we when selling garage door openers, we tried to carry bulbs on the trucks because of all the tools and parts and, and everything that we have, they would, a lot of them would break and they were very expensive. So these bulbs are great because you can drop them on the ground. They don't break. Um, just very well thought out. So highly recommend the genie bulb. Uh, definitely a home run from genie on that, by the way. So we talked about sensors door won't close. Oh, Here's a good one. I just thought about this. It wasn't even in my notes. We'll get phone calls a lot of times that door won't open or won't do anything. It's plugged in. We just can't get it to do anything. So builders started putting GFI outlets in the garage to, to prevent 
um, shorts and um, some other issues. And you do have surge surges come through the garage to try to enter the house. And um, I think GFI outlets are great for the garage, but they can hide themselves very easily. So if you do experience this issue where it almost seems like no power is getting to the opener, I would check your garage for a GFI outlet and just reset it. And uh, you should get that back. You shouldn't use, uh, you shouldn't lose any limits. So your force and travel limits should stay the same on your LiftMaster, Genie, whatever brand you have. So that shouldn't need to be changed in the event that when that comes on, the opener pushes the door down and bounces off the ground. That is a good sign that the opener is now uh, damaged. The circuit board might be um, done. And there's a couple things I would try. Try unplugging the opener for like a minute or so and then plugging it back in. See if it still does the problem. And then reset the force and travel limits. See if that fixes the problem. If those don't fix the problem, you either need a circuit board or a new opener. So those are your options with that. Uh, so for the most part, those are the most common issues that we have with garage door openers. You don't see too many problems with the openers these days. They're very well built, built to last a long time. Your biggest enemy is surges coming through the garage. So having a nice surge protector is always nice. And keeping in mind, if you have a GFI outlet in the garage, if you don't have the power, that's going to be a problem. One of the main issues that you will experience is having an unbalanced garage door will wreak havoc on your opener. So make sure that you do the door balance test that I told you about. It's also recommended that you have a professional garage door company come out and service the door once or twice a year. And we'll check for those things. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it was informative for you. If you have any questions or need anything, don't hesitate to reach out to us. AaronOverheadDoors.com. That's Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, OverheadDoors.com.